Hi! Welcome to episode 13, Food Hoops and Things! Welcome to Food Hoops and Other Things. My name is Taylor. With me, as always, is my friends Ellen and Jared. How the heck are you guys? So good. Yeah? We're good. Okay. Jared, you good, man? I'm great, dude. It's <laughs> been a great weekend. Memorial Day. Thank you, vets. Yeah, three-day weekend. Thanks for being patient with us, listeners. Yeah. This Did you guys is... do anything fun? Oh, my gosh. Loads of fun. I put the crib together, which was so frustrating. <laughs> I heard that was a tremendous nightmare. I came home early from work on Friday because our As great do employer does give us an hour off early. So I was like, oh, my gosh. Instead of, like, making her dinner, I'm going to get the crib ready. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'll totally have this number by the time she gets home. Because the baby's coming soon. The baby's coming soon. We're, we're like, five, six weeks away. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I was like, I'll get this done. Like, I'll be, like, cooking dinner. She won't know. It's, like, ready in the room. She'll get in the room and be like, oh, my gosh, you put the crib together. It's such a great moment. I'll be like, yeah, I'm the best husband ever. <laughs> Turns out I wasn't even close to being finished. <laughs> Dinner was not being cooked, and I lied to her over the phone saying I was cooking dinner Ugh. to make her unsuspecting because I thought, like, oh, I'll for sure have this done still. No, I only had, like, the base put together. <laughs> Turns out I put the wrong side on, and then I had to unscrew every little thing with those stinking Allen wrenches that kill your fingers. You know what I'm talking about? Totally. Dad's out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was my weekend, just a bunch of stuff like that to put together. Yeah. I had a crib experience this weekend, too, actually. Interesting. We've been having to lower Brody's crib for about six months now and we just haven't because he's like right there to where he like strategically sets up his pillows and blanket to create like a set of stairs so that he can flop right over and get out and it's getting really really close and i didn't want to do it because i didn't want to use the stupid allen wrenches they give you because it's like in the tiniest little nook and cranny that you have to get through and i dropped it like 600 times and used most of the vocabulary i know honestly <laughs> Any Allen I know is the worst. Oh, really? That's hilarious. <laughs> Taylor <laughs> Allen, the worst. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, so I had a crib experience this weekend as well. Ellen, what did you do? I have zero crib experience from this weekend. Okay. That's it. Love it. Very Less cool. stressful weekend than you guys. Um, oh, my gosh, guys. I came home to something incredible one of these days this past week. Let's get into it. So I come home from work. My wife's off early. She's already home. She has these envelopes on the table. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. She has these envelopes on the table. She's writing thank you notes. And as I'm, like, putting my keys on the rack, like, next to the kitchen, you know, like, sure, sure, getting sure. stuff out of my pockets, like, oh, how's your day? Good. I, like, turn around, and I see her, like, using a towel to, like, wipe the envelope, and then she's closing it. And I was like, what are you doing? And she was like... <laughs> Oh, like I wet a piece of like a piece of paper, like a paper towel, and I use that to like seal the envelopes. <laughs> I don't like the way it tastes. And I was like, "This is incredible! <laughs> you are for sure getting made fun of on the podcast this week." <laughs> so that's for my wife. I love you, but I thought that was so funny. Have you guys ever done that before? Or like you don't like the taste that much where you go and wet a paper towel I mean, to seal I do it? Know or is this like invented where she's like ahead of the time? No, definitely not. People do that. I I do know that. People hate that taste, but I, th I think there's some envelopes that actually have flavored options, which, yeah, is crazy. What do you what what's up? I think Ellen? you're right. I've heard, they have those like special sticks that like will wet the envelopes too, mm -hmm. so that if you're sealing like 200, you don't have to like risk all the paper cuts. Yeah, dude, that's my concern. It's pretty smart. She she seems really smart and educated. You could learn something from her, Jerry. <laughs> Yeah. Anywho, 
Should we get into it this week or what? Yeah. Let's get into it. Okay. First and foremost, my favorite question of the week. Did you guys eat anything fantastic this week? Anything you need to share with us? It wasn't necessarily a, a food option. <laughs> I blanked for a second. It's a cold brew coffee from Starbucks. I'm actually currently sipping on it right now. Oh, yeah. The Carrasca. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. Like cold brew, cold foam. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty good. That's they put like some sugary stuff on it with that foam, a little pump just, of something. It really flavor. works well. Yeah, it works great. And they give you the fancy lid. It's great. Love the fancy Prop lid. Prop Starbucks. I've been really into the nitro cold brew from Starbucks. I tried it with a variation of the cold foam. I don't think it's the same thing because it was it, I didn't think it tasted well together, but whatever you're drinking is really, really good. I would definitely get that again. I got to go to the most incredible steakhouse of my life this weekend. Shouts to my mother. Thank you for the gift card. We went to a place called Mastro's. Have you heard the of it? Legend, yeah. Dude, it was insane. I mean, the food was really, really good. My steak is easily the best steak I've ever had in my life. And the coolest part, <laughs> one of the coolest parts, you use the facilities if you need to relieve yourself. And when you're done and you go to wash your hands, a guy has already turned on the water for you. <laughs> and he squirts the soap into your hands. And then you reach for the towel, and he's like, no, no, sir, here you go. Has a towel waiting for you. I was like, sir, where can I thank you? How can I thank you? And, and then he was like, well, I need to use the restroom. Would you mind getting everything prepared for me? And I was like, by all means, sir. No, I'm just kidding. That's all I made up. Like, what? <laughs> but it was crazy. Like, it was charge? awesome. I couldn't believe it. Can you get, like, a college degree and, like, that? Hospitality? Think? Yeah. Maybe, do you think he did, and, like, that's what it is, like, an entry-level position I in hospitality? I actually guarantee he did not. <laughs> <laughs> that would be insane. Just thought it but was like my wife and I, we don't go to these places ever. So this was like totally cool. And we pull up to the restaurant and the guy's like, all right, here, valet. And I was like, no, no, we're self-parking. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, just turn around and keep going. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Would you say it's a couple dollar signs, this place? Like Dude, on, it, like it was like, it's the easily the most expensive restaurant I've been to. What are we talking? How much we spent? We spent. I'm not saying it's too <laughs> much. I'm not. I'm not proud of it. But let me tell you, it was. It was. Oh, but good. it's for the food. Thanks to my mom, it was perfect. It was awesome. Thank you, Mrs. Allen. Thank you, Mrs. Allen. Still um, forgot about that hug, by the way. <laughs> She's gonna hear this. Cool. Also, hold on. I had pork belly tacos. Oh, let's talk about it. Taco or Amori tacos and Cerritos off of Carmenita. I love pork belly. Oh my gosh, my parents took us there. It was incredible. How many did you put down? Just three. It comes with the rice and beans. It's like a little combo oh, thing they sure, have. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But it was really, really good. Nice and greasy, just oh, fatty, yeah. like pork belly but meat. It's kind of crispy. Good salsa. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, so good to die for. Jared, you ate something else this week, and you didn't mention it on the pot. I'm getting my feelings kind of hurt here, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I had this weird pizza. It was this awful How dare small you? town place called How dare you? Talon's House. It, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. It's in Rivers. No, I'm kidding. So I went, over, <laughs> I went over to my buddy Taylor's house, had a uh, build-your-own homemade pizza, build your own pizza in the pizza party oven. At my house, it yeah. was cool. Um, really great selection. And dough I was would, a little too crispy. Dough was a little crispy. I'd probably give it like a three out of five chops. Okay, cool. I appreciate your honesty, but it still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. It was great. Yeah. Pizza was incredible. Can't yeah, we watched pizza. the uh, Warriors game together. Warriors and Rockets, right? I believe it was game six. What's the outcome of that game? By the way, I'm just curious. I think, I think the uh, the Warriors actually won. They that did one. win. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's correct. Um, cool. We'll get into that in a bit. All right. 
we are having a Trader Joe's item today. Super excited about it. Brody and I, my son, do the grocery shopping on the weekends because, I mean, frankly, my wife hates bringing Brody grocery shopping, whereas I find it quite enjoyable because he just loves it so much. And he's really hard to handle there, but, you know, whatever. Dad's son time. Is he big enough to use the little mini carts at Trader Joe's? Oh, I do not want to show him those <laughs> because he would insist on using them. How dare you rob your kid of that childhood dream? Trust me, Jerry, when you have a kid, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're going grocery shopping, and I was like, man, we got to get something good. I saw these, like, in the freezer section, it what looked like a bagel with cream cheese just infused in it. Which, I mean, frankly, it still kind of does. But it's a brioche bun with cream cheese in the middle. It's a new product in the freezer section. Similar to an uncrustable sandwich, you just leave it out for like 45 minutes and then it thaws out and then you can just go to town on it. Um, ours did not thaw completely. So we have a one uh, just room temperature thawed one and then one that we nuked in the microwave. So, yeah, I figured we'd try something new here. Usually we do the weird products that apparently no one likes or cares about. I want to clear the air with that, people. So if you wouldn't mind listening for a second, we we, we review the weird. <laughs> Jared has put the entire brioche bun in his mouth. Go ahead and finish that. We'll get to the review in a second. But, but yeah, I just I wanted to let you guys know we review the uh, Diet Cola soda Oreos. What were those? Cherry Cola Oreos, because they're intriguing, you know? I don't know about you guys, but I see that and I think, like, I wonder what that tastes like. I'm never going to spend money on it, but I wish someone else would. Yeah, we're being bold for all you listeners. Yeah. We are listening to, I mean, eating. Eating. Uh, eating <laughs> the things that you may be wondering about. Yeah, that's perfectly said, Ellen. So that's why we do that, guys. But, yeah, let's get to the brioche bun cream cheese. Jerry, you've you've already consumed one. Ellen, you're finishing one. What do you think, Ellen? Personally, I think brioche is one of the greatest breads known to man. Definitely. I love it. This is delish. I would for sure eat this. Um, this is not your traditional brioche bun, I feel like. I feel like it's a little softer. Am I crazy? What makes brioche brioche? Something French? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. Good question. Is what do you like, think of it, It's like Jerry? a Hawaiian roll, a brioche bun, just not with like the sweetness or whatever? Yeah, so this tastes to me like a Hawaiian roll. Yeah, that's and what I'm saying. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it, it, it is a Hawaiian roll to me from what I ate. Maybe a little more like, uh, I don't want to say shiny, but like <laughs> a, little, a little sweeter, I think, than a classic Hawaiian roll. I think the opposite. I don't think it's as sweet as a Hawaiian roll. Oh, okay. Interesting. Maybe it's the cream cheese I'm tasting. Mm-hmm. What do you think of it, Jared? Yeah, I love me some cream cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, like on a bagel, cream cheese and jelly. If you haven't tried it, it's incredible. I would never really want to buy this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like if I saw it in the aisle, I'd be like, eh. i like probably pass over it and get like a you know mac and cheese microwave bowl. <laughs> sure, yeah. Like there's a good amount of cream cheese there in these like corners that we cut off, you know? Like there's a good amount. Like the proportions I think were good. Yeah. The dough was like the bread was like doughy enough and soft. I feel like how you'd want it, and then the cream cheese was like a nice touch to it. But I just don't know if it's like a, uh, you know, you're for not me. like thrilled we found it. Yeah, not really. Okay, like I could go without it. Like it almost needs something sweet in it, like a jelly, to be honest, or really something with it. I think to make it, you know, dude, because I feel like it was way too sweet. Like I, 
I feel like it clashes in a weird way. Like I feel like, and I don't know if it's the the roll itself or the cream cheese, but it tastes like really really sweet to me. Well, sour cream isn't like sweet. It's, to me, that's kind of like that like bland sour cream. <laughs> Do you mean Sorry, cream cheese? Cream cheese. <laughs> Is it like super sweet? I don't. I didn't get that taste out of it. Like I feel like if it had like a like a fruity flavor attached with it, like it'd be kind of good. It'd be better. Yeah, I guess our expectations are different. Like, I'm expecting, like, more of a bagel taste, and I'm getting more of, like, a dessert pastry. No, which I am, taste. too, though, and I think that's why I'm missing the jelly, because I usually put jelly on mine. Sure, yeah, that makes Anyways. sense. Anyways, Ellen, what do you think? I am actually not that big of a cream cheese person. Like, I like it, but I don't. It's never my first choice of bagel toppings. Oh, okay. But I like this because it is, like, a sweet, it's, like, a sweetened cream cheese, so it's not, like, super plain. Yeah. I I like this. I'm impressed that this was recently frozen. Like, and the bread is so fluffy. I know That's that impressive. is a crazy thing. But I like it. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are really. It sounds like Ellen really likes this. Here's my. Here's a few of my issues with it. I don't like that the cream cheese is just like in the middle. Like, I don't know how you eat this without cutting it. And I wish that you could like evenly disperse the cream cheese i'm very about like when i have my chipotle bowl i want all of the things touching and mixed you know i don't like having my sour cream bite and then my brown rice bite you know i like it all mixed together i think the same thing with a product like this what were you gonna say jared are these supposed to be like serving size two three four is this like a one because it came in one box but two packages yeah. of these things so it's so supposed to be like one bun Right, so you're supposed to share a bun between two people. So there's four <laughs> servings per container. So half a pastry, one person should consume that. Is that enough for you? Who eats half of a pastry? I know. That is so... I hate serving sizes. Yeah. I, so, yeah. I I will always choose a bagel over this. But, like, to me, if you see the box, it, it looks like something that is not. Let me put it that way. It looks like a bagel... That you just stuck like a infuser of cream cheese in, and then it reached every orifice of the bagel, and then you bite into it, and it's like you get a cream cheese bite. That's not the case. It probably takes like two or three bites to get there, and then it's like an overwhelming amount. So you're saying it should almost be like a jelly-filled donut, potentially, of like having like just a loaf, but like inside of it, it's just like you know massive globs of cream cheese. Basically, yeah. <laughs> that's and that's kind of what it looks like. I think this follows the traditional pastry structure, though, like a bear claw or like a jelly thing or like a Danish where it's like you got the stuff in the middle and the outside you got your pastry. That's a really good observation. Yeah, I mean, Trader Joe's seems to really be true to how things are done traditionally. And I feel like with something like this, they, they definitely are staying true to that. I would agree with that. I don't know. I wanted to like it a lot more than I think I did. Like, I like it. I just was expecting something different. So I think that was my fault. Should we read the description of what they describe it as and see if it meets what they say it is? That's a good idea. Instead of, like, having our expectations maybe cloud our judgment a little. Wow. Cherry, I like that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's probably the smartest thing I've ever said. Wow. Wow. Owen? Um just sweet enough and extra moist. These brioche rolls are a fine marriage between a Danish pastry and a French brioche. The dollop of lightly sweetened cream cheese is perched atop these pre-baked delights, which are ready to defrost and serve at room temperature or lightly heated. 
Dude, that yeah, I think that's that description is exactly what I experienced. Like it, yeah, the the cream cheese is sweetened. These things, this is just a pastry with some, a dollop of cream cheese in the middle. That's exactly what it is. I was clearly was expecting something different. So, whoopsies. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Ellen? Oh, I I think they nailed the fine marriage of Danish and brioche. Yeah. So. All right, let's uh, let's do our final chomps here. I'm giving it a four out of five chomps. Wow, you loved it. Like I seriously, I'm so impressed. I've never, I don't think I've liked cream cheese as it's almost like a cream cheese frosting. It's it almost kind of that is, sweet. Huh? Yeah, and I can get behind this. That I works. would keep my eye out for it at TJ's next time I go. When would you eat something like this? Just out of curiosity. Is this like a breakfast item for you, or is this yeah. like a midday snack? It feels like a breakfast item with my coffee. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Pretend would I'm at a French cafe, but I'm at my house. Would you like, let's say you're having some friends over, would you bring one out and cut it up, or just, is this more of a personal item? I would say, I would assume each person wants one of their own. It's okay if we have two servings. Okay, fair. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> I understand. Just had a weird thought. We've tried it. We have. What if you, like, cut it up like we have it and dip it into, like, an artichoke dip? Do you think that would marriage well or go well? I see where you're going with it. I think the cream cheese and artichoke dip are going to mm-hmm. really clash. I think I'd have to try it. but What yeah. if it was, like, a honey, maybe? Would that work? Maybe, or would that yeah. take it over the edge? Or maybe that gives a sweetness that I think it's missing. Yeah, that might be... I would tr- probably try that definitely yeah. over an artichoke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Smartest thing I said. I I the dumbest thing I've said. Over artichoke dip. <laughs> All right, cool enough. Um, so, I would say based off my pers- expect <laughs> sorry based off my expectation of what I thought it was going to be when I tried it, I would have to give it like a two out of five. Oh wow! Okay, but then based off what the description said, I actually give it a five out of five. I think it is exactly what it says it is. We that's just we just really perceived point. it differently. Yeah, that's that's an awesome, excellent point you make. I I kind of agree. I don't know if I'd give it five. Like my initial reaction was, this is good. I probably never have to have another bite of this again, and I'd be okay. So in that sense, yeah, probably a two point five out of five. But after reading the description, I mean, honestly, like that is perfectly captures what you're getting, like perfectly. I think if we let it sit out for another 20 minutes, I think it honestly would probably even get better. Um, But yeah, after reading that description, then going back, thinking about um, that description, yeah, I would probably give it closer to like a four out of five. So it's honestly, it's worth trying. Like I would encourage people to give it a shot. If you're tempted, go for it. Like, it it looks delicious. It tastes good if you're into that type of thing <laughs> from Ellen's perspective. But um yeah, I you know, it's not bad. Maybe like an appetizer before like a nice steak dinner. This is something that goes yeah, well with that. I think you know, so. Like steaks are cooking, you got this, maybe some chips and salsa, just a few different <laughs> types of spread. <laughs> Fusion night, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so those are our thoughts on the cream cheese brioche bun. Next week, we are going to try the Hershey's Gold Bar. So please go out, try one of these if you haven't. I'm very, very excited about this. Been in my drawer for a whole two weeks now. <laughs> All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about the conference finals. <laughs> Welcome to the Hoops portion. We are here to chat about finals. 
Let's talk, folks. Let's get into it. All right. So the it's kind of nice that we didn't have to record yesterday because we wouldn't have got to talk about the game last night. So I was thinking the same thing. Timing is wonderful. It really is. So thank you for your patience, fans. Um, okay. So there was two series took place and concluded. And honestly, like... They were far superior to anything we could have imagined. Sure, there were blowouts, but at the end of the day, we made it to Game 7 in both series. And that's saying something, and that's really cool. And that's, I mean, frankly, that's what any basketball fan could ask for. So I'm grateful for that. Um, we're going to start with the Cavs-Celtics series, which was just insane. The fact that, you know, it was back and forth with each home team winning their home games and then the game seven against, you know, the Celtics team who hasn't lost at home going against LeBron James who hasn't lost a game seven in, you know, eight years now. It's it's pretty incredible. Like, you can't ask for more. Um, the game wasn't very well played by any means, but it was nonetheless exciting and very close right up until the end. Jared, what are your thoughts? What do you want to share with us? I was just kind of disappointed in the game seven, to be honest, with Boston and Cleveland. Yeah. I would agree. I expected that. way more from the Celtics, like to have a way heavier punch. I mean, Rosaire was stone cold. Over I think he 10. went like over. Yeah, yeah. He can't do that. Like that's where Kyrie, in his place, steps up and gets some twenty points that game. You know, mm-hmm. and oh, is able yeah. to take control of the game and maybe even sh- you know shut down Cleveland for good. Yeah, it was interesting. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's the the whole thing with this team, this entire playoffs, like. There's going to be a day when their three-pointers stop falling. There's going to be a day when things don't work out as well as they do. And there's going to well, be a day. Well, we saw that with Houston, like, yeah. clear as day last so, night. Yeah, and the same thing happened with Houston. But, I mean, this Celtics team especially, they had zero superstars on their team, with the exception of Al Horford. No, I'm just kidding. Wrong. <laughs> he is not a superstar. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, like, there, there came a point where they realized, like, oh, crap, like, this isn't working tonight. The – I think one of the biggest mistakes they made, they should have run every single play through Jason Tatum. He was clearly the best player on the field, and he, you know, they just, they stopped trusting him at some point. And not even that they weren't trusting him. He should have been taking, he should have Kobe'd it, basically. Like, he should have taken over the last six minutes of that game. But, you know, Brad Stevens is a team guy, and I think that that took the precedent. But, you know, you reach Which, a point when Jason Terry – or Jason Terry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why did I say Jason Terry? When Terry Rozier is 0 for 10, like, it's over. Like, you've got to trust someone else. I don't like, know. obviously the team thing worked for all the season, oh, you know. without a doubt. And then like, you have to look like that team play is going to work pretty much against every team except LeBron. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because he's going to block Rosier when he has an easy dump off to Horford for two points and then just stand at the bottom of the rim, not even have to play the the you know offensive possession. They get points and just stares him down. And then Rosier's like, uh oh, tail between his legs, not ever going to come back from that. You know, I know it's crazy. But yeah, what what were some of their stats, Jerry? Like those were those were crazy. I mean, the, it was 0 for 10 for Rogier, And then there was some crazy like three pointer stats. Yeah. So we'll just run through some of the, the key ones here. So field goal percentage for both squads. Cleveland had 45 percent. Boston was 34 percent. So they were just cold across the board. Yeah. Three point percentage, though. This is a pretty big, um, <coughs> pretty big stat here. 25 percent for Cleveland, pretty much almost 26 and then 18 percent for Boston. 
they were just jacking yeah. them up, couldn't hit. That started with Rozier. I think that one even – and Tatum missed a little bit. Jalen Brown couldn't hit anything. Like, the guys that Marcus were usually – Marcus Smart can't shoot anyway, but he yeah, tries. <laughs> yeah, and even Morris, too. Like, he had some lucky games early in the season. Let's be honest. We all know it. Oh, yeah, for He just sure. can't do it. Um, total rebounds, they were tied at 52. But the thing that amazes me the most that Cleveland was still able to win is that they had double the amount of turnovers. Oh, really? On the road, yeah. That. So they had 13 turnovers game seven, mm-hmm. and then Celtics only had six. Yeah. Ma- maybe the Celtics came at more crucial points in the game or whatever. I don't remember those specifically, but just the fact that usually the team that has more turnovers loses, and that's just pretty common in basketball. Well, and but the fact that this happen. team who is jacking up three after three after three was able to continue to get the ball back. Like, and there's only six turnovers. Like, that's pretty remarkable when you think about it. Yet, they still lost. Um, we're kind of avoiding the elephant in the room, but, I mean, this is just another testament why LeBron James is unbelievable. Like, sure, this team was not good. Like, the Celtics team on paper was not very good, but, you know, he was still able to overcome and beat them in a grueling Game 7, and this is the second Game 7 of the playoffs, which, you know, statistics say that's nearly impossible to win in the finals, but that's okay. He's still able to get there again and take the whole team on his back, played 46 minutes in Game 6, 48 minutes, which is every single minute of Game 7. It's just amazing. Like, it really is amazing, and he's really good. Yeah, I appreciated what Kobe's tweet said. I don't remember exactly word for it, but something along the lines of, like, love watching like LeBron play like enough of the comparison like and it had like hashtags of like Kobe's five MJ six and like LeBron's quest yeah and I just thought that was like really cool it's like stop the comparison like we all know he's great let's just watch and appreciate him and see like what else he can do before he's done you know he's probably realistically only got like two to four years left of greatness just because of like what's usually common age maybe he's gonna get injured here later in his career whatever it may be like that's just kind of how it is maybe he you know, is able to beat that for once for a little bit longer. But ultimately, he's going to have to give it up and not be as great as he is. But I think that's still a few years away. So yeah. I think it's cool. I hope you, I hope they beat the Warriors, hands down. I do not want the Warriors to win. But I, uh, it's interesting. Like, I've spent most of my life, like, rooting against LeBron just because, I mean, I don't want anyone Same. to touch Kobe. Like, I want Kobe to be the guy with the five rings. And, I mean, to me, like, Kobe has always been the greatest player. I know he's not the greatest player, but to me, like, he is, you know? Well, it's because we grew up watching him do greatness, like, every night pretty much on the court. Yeah, so I've spent my entire life rooting against LeBron. I rooted against him, against them, you know, the Mav series, the first one with the Heat. I rooted against him for the Spurs. I've always rooted against him with the Warriors. Like, it's constant with me. You know, I, I very much wanted... OKC to win the, the year that they all went together and they only won one game like it's just I've spent my whole life rooting against this guy but you reach a point where you're like you can't deny his greatness like at some point you have to just sit back and say like man like this guy deserves this like he's worked harder than anyone he deserves this and he's 33 years old like that it's just so cool like it's so cool that we are privileged enough in our lifetime at this age to watch this guy play basketball. Like, there's not going to be a lot of players like that. And uh, so it's just really cool. But we do have Lonzo, so. I think I'm with you. I've learned that this year, too. Like, it's hard. You you want to hate him, but at the end of the day, you can't because he is exceptional. That's yeah. not, I feel like that's even an understatement. Definitely. Like, awe. Yeah. Pausing. 
oohs and ahs, big yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So very cool. I'm excited to. S I'm excited for him. I'm happy he gets to go to the finals again. All right, let's talk about Rockets Warriors. Yeah, I can't believe the Warriors won, but I can because Harden sucked. Game seven. Yeah. Let's, Crazy let's, turnovers. Let's whatever. Let's go back. So game five. Chris CP3. Paul gets hurt last couple minutes. No, that was game six. I thought. Oh no, that was game five. No, game five. Because then they right. got. They were up pretty good against the Warriors and then blew it in the second half. Mm -hmm. And then CP3 was like, oh, it's questionable for game seven. And then D'Antoni was like, no, nah, he's not playing. He didn't play game six or seven. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. That hurt them quite a bit. I think they would have won the series had Chris Paul been it. Maybe not game six. Maybe it still went seven. But I think he would have helped immensely for them not to miss that many three-pointers and maybe alleviate some of the pressure from Harden to make a lot of those plays where they would have been in the game at least a little bit closer or longer. Or in my case, I think they would have won. I think in, yeah, I think in a lot of uh, scenarios that is true. But for me, the part that I'm having such a hard time with is like they just didn't make any shots, and I don't see how like another player like a Chris Paul, his presence is just suddenly going to allow you to make shots. Like that doesn't make sense to me. I think it they probably would have hit more because he is such a threat, and you know he's going to be a distraction. But they missed 27 three-pointers in a row. I mean, that's that's like so – that's hard to do. Like, we tried to do it today. I only hit two for 27. Jared hit five five for 27. But don't worry. We shot another 20 more, and I hit five, and he only hit one. So just want to make that clear. They had – like, there were several times when there was no one contesting them, and they still missed. Like, that. that's crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, they missed way too many. Yeah. I'm just went, saying, with Chris Paul to be able to control the game like that in the court, I think it would be a very different outcome. So you think they probably would have won? Absolutely. And maybe even in game six. You never even know that. Like, they were up pretty handedly without him. Yeah. You know, and then they blew it away. I mean, the Warriors are, look incredible third quarter every single game. Yeah, that's been the crazy Like, averaging, part. like, They're 35 points or something, quarters. whatever. Yeah. So they just obliterate the team. But, I mean, that's the thing. Like, when you have a guy like Chris Paul, that, yeah, maybe the Warriors go on a 10-0 streak, but then Paul's able to hit a few of those, like, three-point plays, two points here, there. Steph goes and hits a three, and then Chris Paul drives, gets a two, or gets a three right in his face again. Like, that kind of hushes them up a little bit and puts pressure on them where it's not like you feel like you need to jack up a three the next play after you just missed, you know? Yeah. No, I – I don't know. That's what I say. Like, it. his presence and leadership, I think, would change the outcome. And I think would help the confidence of the, of the other teammates of like it's all right like Chris is here like we'll figure it out kind of thing you know it sucks man yeah like I mean we sucks. could talk about this for days yeah like, what could have been obviously he got hurt this seems to be something that happens to CP3 all the time so maybe he's not reliable maybe the Rockets shouldn't resign him and they should just move on and get someone else this off season Chris Paul is he's just such a good glue guy like he's such a good teammate like he can be so annoying and just drive you mad and get pissed off at everything but when you need like that boost of encouragement or you need to get your head back in the game he's the guy who's gonna do that and i just think it was really hard not having him on the floor obviously but you know like i've been watching chris paul a long time too and it's it's just bummer to see that this continues to happen to him like this is the closest he's gotten and then he gets hurt like there's no there's no doubt in my mind you're right, Jared. Like, a lot of me thinks, like, I bet if he was on the floor, they would have win. And I'm sure that's what he's thinking, too. So that's, you know, sucks. What do you think, Ellen? How was the game? 
You must be stoked. I'm stoked, but at the same time, I have to be honest. As a Warriors fan, I have to, like, the Warriors were not their best selves. No, they haven't the entire been. series. And, like, it's disappointing and a little scary to think that now they're about to face the Cavs, who are fired up. Mm-hmm. LeBron has nothing to lose. Like, it's a good point. I just don't. I I'm nervous, especially yesterday's game. I was just sitting on the couch, pissed for the first half of the game. Like, this is so dumb. Like, this is not. The Rockets won't hit, weren't hitting their shots, but neither were the Warriors. Like, no, it, definitely not. Every time the the Rockets could have smashed way harder and won way bigger when they oh won. yeah, it was not great. It was definitely not great. What's up? Yeah. Yeah, all I got to say is, yeah. Looking at a few stats. Uh, shooting percentage, 49% for the Warriors, 40% for Houston. Three-point percentage, the biggest gap I've seen, I think, ever. 41% for the Warriors. Their three points were 40. That's really good. Six, yeah, they didn't get going until the 16% third quarter. 16% for the Rockets. Oh, my gosh. The Warriors had more turnovers. They had 17, Golden, er, and then Houston had 12, which is still too many on both sides of the ball. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But both of these um, teams turn the ball over constantly. Yeah. But it's interesting because it's like both home teams lost, and they didn't shoot well, but they had le- they had fewer turnovers. And I guess maybe that's it. Maybe it's all about shooting these days. Well, it's it's kind of been like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Sat, I mean, They attempted 44 three-pointers, Houston did. Like at the end of the day, gosh, I just was, yesterday, forty—that's like half their shots. I was definitely they had ninety total shots. Warriors, but I mean, there's a point last week where I, I genuinely was like, man, this Rockets team deserves to win, and and I really at one point was hoping they would win. But you know, and I I still feel like this when the when the Warriors are on, it's the best. Like it's perfect basketball to me. When they're off, it's it's pathetic. It's like you guys are way better than this. Like you guys should be playing way better than this. There were points of the game, game six and seven. I was like, it looks like a bunch of toddlers running around. Yeah, like for this sure. is awful. And what the heck is happening with Durant? I know. Where I was just gonna he? say, like the whole ISO Durant thing. Like it worked in game one, but y- it hasn't been like that this entire no. season. So why start doing it now? Like. Just because that's how the Rockets play, that doesn't mean how you guys need to play. And I understand there's just an unbelievable amount of switching going on. But at the same time, like, stick with what you know. Like, it's going to work out. It's worked out for several years in the past. Totally. I agree, though. I think they should not do that, especially against Cleveland, because I think LeBron beats KD in one-on-one ball all the time, just to be honest. I don't agree. But I think KD (laughs) I think KD resorted to that more because he saw Harden keep doing ISOs and just blowing by people for a majority of most games, right? Yeah. And then I feel like he wanted to show him up with like his ego of like, Oh, I'm better than Harden, like watch this, you know? Yeah. And like not relying on Steph, Clay, who are like prolific shooters in the NBA. Like both of those guys, probably even KD are in top five shooters in the league right now. Right? Of like consistency, probably percentage and whatnot. So I think he was just, you know, foregoing his teammates and thinking, I'm better than Harden. Like, why is he MVP? Check this out, you know? And I think he was yeah. just trying to pump his ego a little bit there, a little bit more, which I think was pissing off Kerr and his teammates a little bit. Yeah, but they got it together in the end. They're going to the finals again. This is part four. Are you guys disappointed in this? Because, I mean, I know around, like, NBA chat or on the Internet, people are bummed. They obviously wanted something fresh, something new. 
But to me, it's like if one one of these teams makes it, I want the other team to make it because I want to just see it continue. And that's might be lame, but I don't know. It's a storied rivalry here. I thought that for a second, but then I was like, no. Like <laughs> I would have way rather have seen like a healthy Rockets team make it against a full Cleveland squad, you know? Like I'm just sick of this four in a row like Warriors, Cavs. Because like honestly, we all know, like yeah, the Warriors aren't playing great, but they're probably far better s- than this team. <laughs> yeah, they're probably gonna like handedly beat Cleveland in four or five games. I think we can pretty much agree with that across the board. Mm-hmm. Just because Cleveland only has one player, yeah. like we cannot rely on Kevin Love. Like <laughs> we, I'm sorry, well, he'll get you 15 and 10 Jeff and 10. Green and- probably put up better numbers than Kevin Love would have yeah. put up. And that crazy. was like. An insane game for him to get 18 points. Oh, well, guess what? On an off night, Clay Thompson gets 18 points. So, like, yeah. and he's the number three option on the Warriors. So, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be close. And that's why I'm bummed. Like, I think it would have been way more exciting to have a Houston-Cleveland series instead of this Golden State-Cleveland series. And I don't think the Warriors deserve to make it as far based on how they played. That's just me, though. But I'm dead wrong. Could you they argue want. the same thing with the Rockets, though? I mean, they got blown out in that second game. They got blown out a few other times. Like Totally. But I think it resorts back in my mind of, like, if their full team was healthy. In terms of their starters, just like how the Warriors were, I think Chris Paul would have made it through. I still think Warriors Sixers would have been the best. I don't believe that one bit. Because <laughs> Simmons is awful. He is not awful. You need to get over that. Also, I don't think the Warriors are at their... Iguodala's been out for games, right. and I think that would have changed a lot of the first half dynamics. And Agreed. I think I think if he can get, hopefully he can be ready to go for the finals. But I think he's done for the season. You do well. Yeah, I think he has <sighs> bone bruising, which the history says it's not a very quick recovery. So wishful thinking. Anyways, let's wrap this up. What do you guys think? How many? How many games? How many games is this going and who's going to win? What I want is Cleveland in four. <laughs> okay, cool. What do you actually think? <laughs> um, as much as I hate to say this, and listeners, you know this is killing me inside. Probably the Warriors in four or five games. But I would love to see Cleveland win. I don't care how many games it is. I'd love to see them win. Cool. It would probably take like 35 games. I'm thinking Warriors in six. Whoa, six. Okay. I... I, I'm having trouble proceeding with confidence hmm. just based on their slacking first half. If they can get it together and play their game, not play their against Rockets game, maybe that will look different. But I am just not that. I think they can do it in the end because they do usually. But Interesting I, take. I'm just, it's a little scary. I'm a little nervous for them. I think it's Warriors and Four. I know, and I didn't think that until just now thinking about it. This Warriors team, which is basically the same as last year, they beat the Cavaliers with Kyrie Irving in five games. So I just don't see how. I don't think they're any worse. But I mean, that's not true. They're slightly worse, but the Cavs are far worse at this point. So that's my prediction. Well, we, we will see what happens. When we get back, we are going to talk about other things, where this week we will be talking about what annoys us the most.
Hoopers, welcome back. Food hoops and things. Other things today is things that annoy us. Maybe my high sound right now. <laughs> Anyways, hi, hi. We are going to talk about things that annoy us today. This was Jared's idea. Fully my idea. So I, <laughs> I get annoyed often. <laughs> really? Um, and so I just woke up and I was like, wow, this is actually really annoying. And it's just like right into my mind. And so then I started thinking about, which I'll get to in a second. Then I started thinking about other things that annoy me. So I brought it up to the team and they were like, yeah, we should talk about this. So we each came up with a list of things that annoy us. Yeah. I think we're going to have Taylor start us off. All right. So number one thing that annoys me, and this probably isn't the most annoying thing, but the first thing I thought about. So... Maybe you're like me, and once in a while you get a song stuck in your head. But it's never the entire song. It's really just, like, one part of the song. And then you just keep singing it over and over and over. Well, I've trained myself not to do that because I know it's really annoying. The issue is that most of the people in my life around me have not (laughs) learned that skill. (laughs) So nothing annoys me more than when I hear the same part of a chorus not even a whole chorus part of like the bridge of a song maybe just one segment of a song over and over and over until finally i have to say something like something horrible like uh, okay (laughs) that's enough can you give us like an example of what it may be i've not just name a song like i get knocked down but i get up again (laughs) you're never gonna (laughs) get me down i get knocked down although that would be kind of funny if you're just like you hear someone continue to sing that, like, yeah, I'm going to get back to my emails. I get knocked down. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, that's so annoying to me. So, yeah. How about you guys? I usually get annoyed with 80% of people that I interact with in public. Oh, all right. One really of them. narrowing it down there. <laughs> Like, one of the most annoying things to me is when people stand way too close to you in line. Oh, sure. That is probably one of, in America, I it, internationally, people have different cultural standards. But in America, we have bubbles, <laughs> and you need to respect it. Please do not feel like you're breathing down my neck, literally. If I can feel your breath, you are too close. Absolutely. That is what came to mind immediately when I thought of annoying things. Yeah, and it's the worst when that happens at, like, a Blaze Pizza. When you're like, hi, I'm a topping guy. Yeah. Hold on. (laughs) They're, like, looking over your shoulder, like, trying to look at the toppings, too. It's like, you'll have your turn. Is that marinara? (laughs) Is that spicy marinara? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That is so annoying. I've never thought of that before. It's annoying. It's It's like they really think we're going to take the thousand pieces of meat there. Really? Yeah. There will be plenty. Lay off me. I'm starving. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I created a list. Shocking. (laughs) All right. So things that annoy me in no particular order. People that leave the blinker on on the highway. Hi. Please turn that (laughs) off. I know you're not trying to change lanes. I will hit you. Noisy eaters. Please do not smack your food in my face. I don't want to see the peanut butter stuck between your tongue and the top of your mouth. Dude, that's going to be a problem when you have children. Mm -mm. (laughs) She's going to learn today. (laughs) Really? Number three, Cardi B. Hate her. Don't ever want to hear her voice. She's awful. Oh, I disagree. Have you seen her Instagrams? Oh, my gosh. She has the most annoying voice My wife will watch them, and I know she's watching them from the other room because she's laughing out loud, hysterically. She's hilarious. I can't stand her. 
Oh, I think she's funny. And I think she's one of the worst performers. Number four, constipation. <laughs> it's awful. We all been there. We all know it. It's like, why does this have to happen to me today? You know, like. <laughs> number four. Number five, traffic. Whew. I will get pretty angry when I'm stuck in traffic. That's I think we all will. That's a very original one. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is my list. Six, flies. Like your zipper or the wild bag? <laughs> Didn't even think of that. No, but like actual bugs. Definitely. Definitely. Like flies. Like when they get stuck in your place and like you just hear them constantly hitting against the glass. Like they're thinking they're finally going to get through. Like, no. <laughs> You're not getting through here. You're ruining my show. <laughs> this is one of the grossest things that annoy me. When you get out of the shower and your wet feet like hit the rug in the bathroom and like there's hair that gets stuck in between your toes. Holy cow. <laughs> You're not a big hair guy. I am not a big hair guy. If you want to do something very mean to me, like Greta Anderson did once, Whoa. you pull hair out hair of your hair. head and drop it on my keyboard and mouse on my computer, and I will freak out. <laughs> Legit freak. But the ultimate thing that annoys me is self-checkout lines. Yeah, I disagree. But let's hear your take. Are you kidding me? Just let's get into it. Self-checkouts are supposed to be convenient and easy for you to use to get you if out of the line. at all intelligent. Ha- hi. <laughs> <laughs> then you walk up to the dang thing and it says like, oh, start. You click start and then immediately you get like an error message like, please ask for teller. And then it's like, I thought this was supposed to get rid of people's jobs. But now I've got to ask for someone to come help me with this. <laughs> That's a good point. Then they don't know what's going on and they have to type in their like 10 digit code to <laughs> unlock the screen. And most of the time they mess up before they get it right. Then you scan your items. Oh, wait, it's not easy because I've got 10 apples in a bag here, and I've got to find the ones that I bought. <laughs> you got to scroll through the thing and are pick them down. Are these jazz or gala? These are gala. <laughs> <laughs> then you got to drop them on the tray next to you. If you don't do that, it's going to say, get teller. I need help. And you're not going to be able to move farted. forward. <laughs> <laughs> and then the payment takes forever. It's just a really annoying process. The lines are always longer. People actually don't know what they're doing there because, hi, I never learned how to be a cashier and get stuff through. And I bet it's especially hard for you when you're constipated. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So, yeah, self-checkout lines just aren't as convenient as they are all to be said to be, whatever that means. Yeah. it's. I could see why that would upset you. But I did go through one with my wife this week, and it was actually pretty quick. <laughs> but okay. I don't like self-checkout. So maybe it's off your list now. <laughs> Jared. I want to take a minute and say thank you. That was very enjoyable and very amusing. You were funny. I don't have any other ones. That's all I could really think about. So that was our most annoying things. Um, Folks, email us. Foodhoopsthings at gmail.com. We have an email. Please email us. Tell us about your suggestions for the show. What are some other things, topics you want us to get into? We are about to embark on a major... Uh, break with the NBA so we need stuff to talk about because we want to keep the show going we know you guys do too we also have a new feature if you are a fan of the show and you love every segment except for maybe the basketball segment there's going to be a new feature in the description that tells you when the other things section will start or there will be a feature when it tells you the NBA section will start so maybe you want to skip over that part you will know exactly where to go to start the next segment so that's a feature we're going to start to have on the show. That's cool. Yeah, I just I hear a lot of feedback from folks, not through our emails, unfortunately. But, yeah, it's cool. All right, guys. 
Any parting words? Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, thanks for sticking with us. If I see you with your blinker on on the road <laughs> and you are a listener, I will hunt you down. And then tickle fight? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.